If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum amount of listeners. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. now okay okay well no actually here i'll I'll get it started so hey guys um i don't know how to welcome you until i pull that part up from my powerpoint uh welcome to the plot buster podcast i'm your host Brittany adovich um i provide honest amateur movie reviews for people who like movies uh and with me today i have billy elliott uh we met through Originally, I started as a customer of your bank, and then I grew into your best ever friend. Ever is a very strong word. I know, that's why I used it, because that's how strong our friendship bond is. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Um, Okay, Uh, the other thing is, is like um, a little addition to this, you might actually hear me call Billy Welliot. Um, It's just gonna, it's gonna flow in regular conversation. but we are sitting here at the wonderful Grand Cigar Lounge. I always call it the Cigar Bar, and I'm pretty sure right. that's not the real name. It's actually but. the Grand Cigar Lounge. But Thank yeah. you. Yep, located in Pocket City, America. Um, it's my favorite go-to Sunday place. Um, and so we're just, I'm going to be sipping this mimosa while we wait for our other set of mimosas. Um, Welly, how do you feel about movies? I love movies. Um, I I was a theater major in college. I still I still do some like plays and everything. Uh, I actually just found out I still technically am a member of like the Oklahoma like Oklahoma Extras Association. I'm not sure what it's called. I, I want to be an extra. Yeah. Um, I tried to become an extra on one of those Facebook. Um, commercials, I think I got, I think I got had. Yeah. They asked for my credit card. He's like, nope, nope, should yep. probably not do this. I still, every once in a while, will get emails. This is filming near you. There's a commercial for this. <gasps> and I want to do it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to drive to Newcastle. Is it or... Newcastle? I feel like it should be more local. Like, um, what kind of products do they offer? Like, just. Mattresses? No. Test, like, I'm sorry, sell us this match? I don't know. I, I like it's just like background actors for like casino commercials. Oh, oh! I was thinking you were gonna be like the star of the commercial, but that was too much to ask. It really was. Um. So, how would you describe yourself, William? I would describe myself. Um, I'm a Leo, and um, are you a Leo? I am. My birthday is eight eight of eighty eight. Nobody needs to know that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there it is. His name is William Michael Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> His social is four. A <laughs> uh, niner. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, are you familiar with my pillow rating? Um, I don't care that much for Mike Glendale. So I don't. Okay. No, the pillow rating is actually how I um, how I gauge how much I enjoyed a particular movie, series, book. It's like whether or not it's a snooze fest. Snooze fest. Okay. All right, all right. So if it were a five pillow rating, I do not recommend that movie, and you should never watch it because the more pillows that you have around you, okay, the sleepier it makes you. Okay, because see, I was thinking like one pillow is a snooze fest and like five pillows like props you up because you're so invested in what <laughs> okay, you're watching or no reading. reverse that everything you were thinking reverse it and then okay. play that's me uh no one pillow is like an aerosmith song and you don't want to miss a thing how long have you been sitting on that nugget <laughs> forever <laughs> <laughs> no i i did like that i like the song i actually did not see armageddon for a number of years afterwards <laughs> I'm just- <laughs> You're mad that you didn't come up with it, right? Ah. So, like, one pillow is you don't want to miss a thing. Uh-huh. Five pillows is like a dream weaver. True. 
dream we good job we thank do you. not earn the rights to that song so we can't put it on <laughs> Woo! thank you You're drinkies You're welcome. sorry we gave green cigar a shout out because we're already super excited to be here with this mimosa flight that is the flight of my dreams <clears throat> I think I delight her. Um, <laughs> but no, thank yeah. you so much for coming on my podcast with me, Wellyett. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Thanks I can't wait me. till we do more together. So just FYI, we're going to do more together. Okay. Um, okay. So the other part of this podcast is I have to give you one of my previous reviews. Um, I've not watched one of my other movies. I'm actually supposed to watch uh, Casablanca. Yes. Casablanca. I don't remember how to say it. I, I, I want to say it with a Hispanic accent, but um, I've not watched it, mostly because I'm going to need your password for something uh, to be able to watch it. Or do you I, own it? Yeah, we own okay, the Blu-ray. Perfect. I'm going to need you to drop that Blu-ray off. Okay. Um, but one thing that was recommended to me a while ago was Letterkenny. And so that <laughs> is now my all-time favorite series. Canadians are so funny. Um, you had recommended to me briefly. Well, then Elena and you, like, it was, it was kind of yeah. not fun that you and Elena could talk about something that I wasn't really involved in. Now you both have kids, so that's also something I'm not involved in. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm delighted by hilarious, like, how funny Letterkenny is. And it's just, it's so much just, like, hanging out with your friends. Well... I like that there there is kind of a storyline to go with it. Like if I had to rate that, it's one yeah. pillow rating number one in my heart. Um, I just I, I like how relatively dry it is. I like that they have these constant, um, you know, not sayings. What is it like? What are those called? Like uh, not props. Like they're just like in jokes. gimmicks. Okay, yeah, yeah, constant in jokes, and I'm I'm here for the in jokes. Um, you've so that's that's my review like i love it like i think yes. more people should watch letter kenny it there's not enough going on in the world of that um the other thing is is like you now have to tell me the plot of a movie that i've never seen and i like that we have to go over this so much because there's quite a few movies or series that yes. we've actually we've both seen together our, our interests overlap so much that it was really hard for me to find some movies that I'm not sure you've seen yet mm -hmm. and being able to describe these they're all they're all movies that I love one of them is probably not a great movie probably not oh you've been one trying to get me to watch Hobo with a Shotgun for a number Hobo of years with a Shotgun is a classic it's not it's it horrible is. Rutger Hauer is I amazing. want nothing to do with that it's movie. a role on par with his from Blake. I have very strong feelings about, um, what are they called? Transients. I have very strong feelings about it. And, um, but I do love shotguns, so. He also uses the lawnmower, if that helps. Mm, not really convincing me. Okay. So what's, what's one of the movies that you're thinking about preparing? So, um, I've thought about it and I have Pokemon, the first movie. Um, I also have Escape Room and the movie Alien. Escape Room? Yes. I didn't know that's a real movie. Yes. You're making it up. I actually, um, I just rewatched it last night. I got it. I have it on Prime. Who's in Escape Room? Ac um, did you ever see Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yes, I did. Dale. Dale is in it. Is he the big guy with the beard? The, yeah, the big dude with the dude, beard. Dude, he was on a show that I used to watch on ABC. I did not know that. Uh, uh, I because I didn't know who he was, but he was really funny on that show. I think he inherited kids on it or something. Um, yeah, he's in it. After that, I don't really know. <laughs> okay, okay. You don't remember what happens. That's fine. That's fine. No, 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 I remember what happens. I just I don't really know any of the other actors in that movie. Isn't Alan Tudyk in that movie? Not Tuck. No, no, no. Tucker, oh. not Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I'm oh, okay. talking about. Uh, oh, I'm Escape Room. Escape, Escape Room. Room. Okay, okay. That sounds like nothing. I want to. Now you did talk about Alien because that's what we found out that I had never seen was Alien. Yes. So, um, if you could, can you go ahead and uh, bust the plot on okay. Alien? So, Alien takes place two hundred years after the filming of the movie. 
the movie premiered in 1979, and it opens in 2179. Okay. Um, it's two years from now. 2179? I was just saying. Okay. You don't know how long this is going to be played in the future. I'm, I guess time is subjective. I don't think, like, quantum physics and... Things like that are. I, I think part you're just saying podcast. some words that you think are gonna make you sound smart because I don't think that quantum physics really applies in this. I don't know if it does, but I really don't feel like any of that has any bearing on this podcast. Okay, all right, thank you, thank you. All right, so 2079. 21. 21? Oh, 21? Yes. Oh, that's not tomorrow. That no, is not. Okay, it's not. all right, all right. That's 100 years in the future. That's 200 years in the future. It's, no, I mean, like, from now. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's Just 2021. Stop, stop talk, start talking about Alien. Shut me up. Jesus. The, so the movie opens, and it opens on a, uh, like, mining ship, the Nostromo. Where are they mining? They mine different... Uh, I'm not 100% sure that they actually say. They just go to, like, asteroids, moons, things like that. Oh, like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Kind of. This is our second Aerosmith reference. Armageddon wasn't solely about Aerosmith. Oh, okay. There was also a scene with Animal Crackers, Liv Tyler, and Ben Affleck. I only understand that reference because of MTV, the music awards that year. Right. It opens on the Nostromo. Okay. They're carrying like 20 million tons of re- like resources that they have mined. Okay. The entire ship is dark. Um, always? At the, at the beginning. Okay. Well, actually, yes. There's always. no lights but in the future. There's some lights. Okay. But Mostly speed light. No. Light years? No. Light years. Okay. Light year is a unit of distance, not... Your understanding of mathematics is getting really irritating, so cut it out. Of distance. I now know this now, so there's that. Okay, so what happens is the ship is dark, and a screen flashes on. And then, of course, like, some lights start blinking, mm-hmm. and a com- like an old-school, like, DOS computer screen clicks on. I understand on. DOS. I totally get that. And you get the fun, like, clicky noises that it makes. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get a like a single frame shot of the ship where you're going through and you stop in the uh the cryo bay okay and you see seven pods in a circle that's how many people are on this ship that's yes, it there's only seven on this ship okay the uh the center pod like straight ahead from the camera opens and you kind of see a guy kind of he's waking up and you can tell he's been asleep for a little while so he's kind of groggy it is Kane he's he's one of the crew members he kind of raises his arm and wakes up and pretty soon you see more people like kind of waking up in the circle the next shot is them all around a around a table uh having coffee, eating a little bit. And the captain, whose name is Dallas, is just kind of hanging out, everybody's chatting. And the uh like the head of maintenance is signaled by Harry Dean Stanton. Who's who, that? Harry Dean Stanton is What movie is he in? Uh, he's a like prolific character actor. Uh, I think the best thing that I can equate it to for you, remember in the original Avengers movie, okay. where Bruce Banner falls into the, like falls into the building and the janitor's there, and he's like, "Are you an alien?" No, I don't remember that part. Okay, but I like the use of the word prolific. He he really is. Um, can you define prolific for me right now? He's one of those actors that you maybe don't know his name, but I guarantee you've seen okay, at least one okay. or two things. Like one of those B, those B people. Maybe, maybe 
I wouldn't classify him as a B-movie actor, but, like, he has such a long movie resume okay. that he's there, but if you I may were not famous, know who he is. Yeah, if I were famous, I think that would be it. I'd be that annoying person in the background that you're he's, like, Jesus, he's not again. Annoying. He's, he's not annoying? No, he's oh. wonderful. Okay, okay, I'll take uh, your word for it. The What'd you say his name was? Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. So... They're all, like, around the breakfast, or, like, I say breakfast. It's space, so... You don't know if they have breakfast in the future? I'm... I mean, I'm sure they do. But they're all around the table, and he kind of signals to the maintenance head that uh, they, they need to talk about something. And so Parker, who is the maintenance head says kind of does the oh yeah that reminds me out of nowhere we need to talk about the bonus situation bonus they get money bonuses yes okay for doing like doing jobs and completing them on time before time things like that so they kind of have a squabble over money not like a, a big fight just captain dallas says you know You'll, you'll get what you're contracted for. That's how it is. Some other lights and buzzy noises happen. And the science officer, Ash, says, it looks like Mother wants to talk to you. Um, Mother is kind of the, like, AI of the ship. Mother uh, feeds them information, gives them coordinates, does... She's kind of the, I say she, like she, she is a character. Does she have a voice? No. It's all on computer screens. That's dumb. Think like, um, uh, like text-based adventure games on old computers. Or oh, like okay, Trail. okay, okay. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a documentary about that stuff. So now I get it. Dallas goes into the area to communicate with mother. Mm-hmm. And of course there's different like steps that he has to take to get in there because only he can talk to Dallas only like or only he can talk to mother okay only the like ranking officer of the ship what if he died then um another person would who's the next person it's Ripley Ellen Ripley she's the Sigourney Weaver it is Sigourney all right I'm in I've been waiting for Sigourney Weaver to show up so he goes in talks to her and he types in some commands you hear like the mechanical keyboard clicky clack which i find super satisfying <laughs> i love it i love clacking um do you have a lighter yeah but uh he goes in and the screen cuts to like the bridge of the ship um the uh um, the internet? Yeah, basically. Uh, the crew has kind of gathered on the bridge. Ripley, who is the first mate, is there. Ash, the science officer. Lambert, she is a... I think she does their... Like, plotting their course and everything. That's navigation? Yes. That's <laughs> why I don't fly a spaceship. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was like, it's navigation. They're doing like science things because there's blinking lights and binary code and numbers and stuff and basically they find out that they're trying they find out that they're nowhere near earth they're not even in like the star system oh because they were all sleeping yes oh so they're very off course yes well they're on course but they're not like they haven't drifted on, like, off course. They've just woken up before they should have. Oh. So they figure out that um, a, a mess, the ship has picked up a message. And they haven't quite translated it yet. It repeats in, like, 12-second intervals. But they, can't, they haven't figured out what it says yet. Sounds like the movie Contact. Do you know math is the universal language? I did know that, actually. Back, like, 
I remember contact was a thing. Jodie Foster, uh, Foster. Jody Foster wants to talk to her dad who's dead. First off, don't hate on that girl's dreams. And no, she believed that there was additional, like there was life out in the universe. And I love her dad, even though he was like not one of my favorite actors. I just threw my cigar and like I'm trying to reach for it. Um, Go ahead. I'll, I'll okay, keep okay. explaining. Okay. So intercut between like the crew and Dallas figuring out that they're not like where they should be. And of course, like there's an, it cuts to another scene where Dallas is talking to everybody. And he's like, I'm sure some of you have figured out we're not home yet. And the maintenance guys, uh, Parker and Brett, Brett is Harry Dean Stanton. And Parker is, uh, Yafet Howard. I think it's how you say his name. He's, uh, he's like the maintenance head. And they're, of course, like, what are you talking about? Where are we? Blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of just recaps. There's some kind of signal. We don't know what it says. It's repeating from this place. Uh, I can't remember if it's a planet or a moon, but... There's the obligatory, like, is it an SOS? We don't know. Is it a human transmission? And Dallas kind of, like, shrugs and says, we don't know. So, of course, in the middle of space, super far away from Earth, where, like, you're supposed to be going, they're like, let's land. It'll be fine. We have to check this out. And there's a whole thing about... I thought they were in space. Where are they landing? They're landing at the, like, planet or moon... That they were talking about. ...where this transmission, oh, okay. kind of, like, originates All from. right. I assumed we were still out in space. At, at this point, they are. They're close enough to the origination point of this uh, transmission that they can, like, pinpoint where to land on this planetary rock. Okay. So, they, um, they land and the ship suffers some sort of, some sort of malfunction. I, it's with the landing gear and... As it's, it's, as it's supposed to happen. Right. Like, all of a sudden our landing gear that has worked all this time, we do this one, like, crazy thing and it doesn't work right. anymore. like, um, of course being shot in 1979 there's fog machines and lasers and some kind of bells exactly it kind (laughs) of almost sounds like pew pew Um, so the maintenance guys go to fix it Mm -hmm. Um, for whatever reason the captain of the ship Kane who was the original person that woke up and Lambert decide because sunrise is in like 20 minutes they're gonna walk out on like the surface of this planet or moon. This just kind of sounds like one of those movies that I hate where everything just, what is it? In it a, gets progressively It progressively worse. gets worse. Yes. Oh, this happens now. Oh, I'm getting so much anxiety from thinking about One of that. the reasons that I chose this movie is you're a horrible person knowing I don't like those things. Yes, because the whole point of the movie is is the dread. Um, I'm trying to think. There's... It wasn't H.P. Lovecraft. There's a sci-fi horror author who coined the... uh, Who coined the genre of dread. And his basic point was dread is worse than scares. Because when you're afraid and the killer, like, jumps out... You get that release of, okay, I was right. Dread subtly builds to a point of almost insanity. And you're waiting for something to happen. You know it's going to happen. But it hasn't. Or it doesn't. Um, Fuck you. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I just... I don't like it's it's that progressively getting worse. I also hate those movies that happen all in one day and just every factor that goes into the movie plot just 
it gets worse and worse and worse and it's not working out oh now this goes wrong it's like a really bad day at work where i'm just like all right what the fuck else do i have to deal with now um it it progressively like the dread just builds okay and eventually the dread releases at different points but it's never fully gone okay so they land I think I think it's LV426 is the name of the moon or mm-hmm. planet and Dallas Kane and Lambert decide they're gonna go to the source of the transmission wait what's we- Sigourney Weaver's name again is it Ripley it's Ripley okay right, she okay. stays on the ship as yeah, the first I was just making mate. sure um, Ash, the science officer, uh-huh. is giving them, like, directions from the ship. And this, it's just like a desolate, barren rock where they land. There's nothing there. They eventually come upon a structure kind of like in a horseshoe. And you, they have the conversation of like i've never seen anything like this before i don't know what this is let's go inside because horseshoes don't exist anymore i i guess not okay. i've never seen a horse yeah you should never go in... into things you're supposed to like you're you've never seen before right but they do because the movie has to happen it's dumb they go in the movie should and... end right now done it doesn't though <laughs> it's so much better no keep going so they go in and they kind of look around they eventually come upon a room and there is a body in some sort of chair and it's huge it completely dwarfs like humans it's in a chair it is it, so it's like a throne not a throne more like um maybe like a pilot's chair or like a captain's in chair. the horseshoe in the horseshoe okay. you find out the horseshoe is some kind of spacecraft so okay they go in and start investigating and captain dallas notices the I'm I'm going to say creature um because it's not a person whatever happened his uh his exact phrasing is it looks like his chest exploded from the inside out Okay there's a hole and you is see the guy ribs. alive? No. It, oh, okay. It's long dead. Like it's it's been dead for a is while. Is it a human? No. Okay. Um, it's much, much bigger. So they kind of talk about that for a little bit, and Kane decides he's going to explore. So Kane is going through, and he finds a. It looks. It's square, so it kind of looks like a hatch, but it's basically been melted. And is Kane white? Can I ask you this? Yes, Kane is uh Oh god, what's his name? Um Dallas is Tom Skerritt. Kane is John Hurt. Uh, I don't know who that is. Did you uh did you see Hellboy, the original Hellboy movie with Ron Perlman? The yes, good one. Yes. Doctor Broom. I don't remember Doctor Broom. Old, oh yeah. He's, he's that one that like what? I don't know. I'm just Dr. Broom is the guy that finds Hellboy. And he takes care of yes. Hellboy and is his father. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. That's John Hurt. Perfect. He decides to um, go through this, like, acid-eaten hatch. And so he's plugged into, like, a like repelling gear, whatever, in his spacesuit. And he goes into this area, and it's nothing but fog and like blue lasers that's very scary i actually found out was lasers from a concert that was being put on by the who 
like that was going on at the same time? Did they do it on purpose? They did it on the same uh, the same stage like, studio who... lot or whatever, oh, okay. and they like were the just like, "Hey, did. can we borrow these? Can we borrow these lasers?" So. Kane is, like, walking around describing everything, and he's like, it's positively tropical, and Is that he's a quote? Like, it is. Okay. He sees um, the... He's walking on this platform, and he kind of sees, and he's like, there's something that looks like eggs. They're under the fog. They're kind of leathery. And, of course, everybody watching the movie is like, don't fuck with that. That's yeah. a thing you don't need to do. Mm-mm. But... He falls and, like, falls under the fog and the who lasers and start, like, he comes into, like, the, just these rows of eggs. Wait, scrambled eggs or regular eggs? Just regular, like, eggs oh, that okay. have oh, oh, okay, okay, sorry. I forgot where I was. Yeah. I was thinking of breakfast pizza that I had yesterday. No, um... I imagine. We did just talk about breakfast, so I understand the, like, like the logical jump. That's the egg in my head is breakfast pizza. These are the worst kind of eggs that could eat you. Um, so he's, like, looking around, and he describes these eggs as, like, leathery and just basically gross. So... He shines. How does like, he know? Like, did he touch them? He didn't touch them, but they're all over him. They're, like, all around him. Okay. Um, How are they gross? What if you're just an egg patch? It Eggs don't grow in patches. I don't know what's going on. This is the future. Okay, so basically, just leathery, like, drippy. How does he know they're leathery? Because He's, that's how he describes them. You can see the eggs. Okay, so they just look like leather. They look, yeah, they just look leathery. That's okay, his description okay. to Dallas. Because he's, he's, he's wearing an outfit, right? So he can't touch things with his hands. No. So uh, I didn't know. Because that would be my first thing is you probably shouldn't touch things that you don't know about. No, you absolutely should not touch these eggs. And he doesn't, which I'm really proud of. Okay. But he kind of looks around and his light shows on one of the eggs and... Inside, he can see something move, sort Ew. of like when you hold an egg in, in front real of life, a candle. Not in the future, right? He's like, "There's movement. Hold on!" And the top of the egg opens up, and it's like it's like a cross pattern. There's four sections. You can't see me describing it with my hands, but your gestures helped me a yes. whole bunch. I know they didn't. Okay. But, of course, he's like, hold on, there's movement, and the egg opens. So, he puts his face over it to see what's inside, and you hear a screech, and something jumps out and attacks him. Dallas and Lambert, like, rush to his aid, find him, get him, like, take him back to the Nostromo, and they're at the airlock door. And Dallas says, open the door, Kane's Kane's been attacked. Ripley, who is the first mate, says that we can't do that. It we have like quarantine protocol. Yeah. And he's like, he's gonna die in twenty four hours. You open the door. That's How does an he order. know it's twenty four hours? Because the quarantine protocol is twenty four oh, hours. Oh, okay. And she's like, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. He might there's something wrong with him. I acknowledge that. But opening and bringing him in could risk everyone. Yeah. All six other people, right? Yes. Ash, the science officer, finally opens the doors. And they get Kane to... Why do you look annoyed when you say that? Uh, Like what? You said Ash, the science officer. That becomes apparent. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you looked really annoyed when you said the science officer opens Um, it. If it helps you to, like, visualize, Ash, the science officer, is the, uh... Is that our title? The science officer? He's the science uh, officer of the ship. He's played by Ian Holm, I think. Ian Holm was the main, uh... He's the monk that follows Corbin Dallas in the fifth Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. So, like, that will put a 
like okay, face to the good, character. Okay, good. Thank you. I don't know why you didn't start like this to begin with. Because like, I forget the you have seen this was like, movie. The, the monk from the monk from Corbin Dallas, like that's here. And then if you could have just done that, like yeah. oh, uh, Sigourney Weaver from Heartbreakers, she's there. I've never seen Heartbreakers. It's a cute oh. movie. I like it. Um, you should watch it. It's about con artists. She was actually my first crush from Ghostbusters. Do you know what mine was? She was in Ghostbusters. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably don't. She was Dana Barrett. Probably don't reference Heartbreakers for her defining role. Do Ghostbusters then. Okay. I'm I'm making a mental note to myself. Gotcha. Okay. Um, um, so they get him into like the med bay and they mm-hmm. have to use some sort of sci-fi tool. Forceps. To, No. It's some kind of laser buzzy machine that cuts his space helmet off. Jaws of life. No. And Ash is, like, cutting the space helmet off, and you see his, like you see him laying there with the helmet cut open. Does it have the scorpion on his face? It, it has the, it's called a face hugger. It's on his face with its tail, like, wrapped around his neck. Okay. And when the helmet, like, busts off... You see the tail, like, tighten around Kane's neck. Okay. And somebody suggests, you know, we need to remove it. And uh, Ash says, you know, we we don't know what will happen. It could kill him. To take it off of his neck? To take it off of his face. Oh, okay. Because you can actually see Kane breathing. Okay. And I think it's Ash realizes this thing is feeding him oxygen. It's keeping him alive. How? It's just on his face and he's breathing. Don't like don't question it. Uh, it just is. Okay, fine. Time passes and they're talking about like what to do, what can happen, all of these things. And somebody radios that um can I uh can I have one more? One more? Thank you. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh yeah, just bring me water. It's okay. fine. Somebody you uh these mimosas are delicious. Mimosas? I mean mimosas are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody it it might be Ash, it might be Lambert, I don't remember is watching the cameras in the med bay mm-hmm. and they're like you guys need to get down here something's happened so ripley and dallas and parker they all run down there ripley and dallas go into the med bay and the face hugger is gone the thing that's on king yeah face. yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you and so they're kind of like, what's happening? What's going on? So they're looking around for it. Do they call it a face hugger themselves? Um, they don't. I don't think. Okay. Face hugger is the, like, pop like culture reference. Okay, yeah. okay. I always thought it was more like a scorpion, but that's just me. It's I. It's based on like an arachnid, a scorpion. Um, this is on topic, but super nerdy. Like later they in the movie they actually used like actual animal innards to just dis- like dissect it and everything but moving on whose animal innards like which animal i want to say like sheep and cow okay like they have cow liver and like sheep intestines can or we go something. off topic for have you ever heard of a vinegar rune a vinegar rune yeah no. all right i probably just made this up continue how okay i'm seriously confused like i want to know what a vinegar rune is but moving on i might have made it up i'm not sure they're looking around and it the camera pans on to sigourney weaver Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you thank you so much uh and the face hugger like falls from some like the medical lights or whatever Mm mm-hmm falls on her shoulder she screams dallas like gets ready to like do hero things and you find out it's dead even though it fell on her it did uh how is it dead it's no longer alive how do you know though because when it falls on her 
it falls on the ground and nothing happens. Like it just lays there with How like did its it legs. get off of the off of him? It it uh, Was it hanging out on the ceiling? It just like released off of him mm. and then it died. So this gets to the point of like they're dissecting it. Kane is still unconscious. This is the like beef liver and sheep guts, whatever. Ash, the science officer, is using the same like laser tool that cut off Kane's space helmet. Mm-hmm. And he cuts open this thing and it starts like bleeding and it falls onto the like whatever floor of whatever deck they're on. And it starts actually eating through the floor. It's blood? It's blood. What color um, is the blood? It's like a like a lime greenish color. Okay. Like a lighter lime green. And it's going through it, the floor? It's basically acid blood. Okay. So this, uh, like, they chase after the acid blood and everything, find mm-hmm. it, whatever. Stuff happens, and Kane wakes up. So... They all go and, like, they're talking to Kane, and he's like, I don't really remember anything. His voice is kind of gravelly and... Oh, but he's still alive. Yeah, he's alive. Okay. He's just kind of grumbly and talking to everybody. And they're like, well, we fixed the ship. Like, we can go home. And Kane's like, before we go home, I want actual food. Like, I'm super hungry. Dude hasn't eaten in Mm -hmm. a while. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So they go to the mess hall. And they're all eating food and, like, talking and everything. Everybody's having a great time. Kane starts coughing. And I think it's Parker says... Uh, you know, the food's not that bad. People kind of laugh. And he starts, like, coughing more violently like he's choking. And he starts, like, spasming. Um, well, they're trying, like, they think maybe he's having a seizure. After they, like, pat his back, trying to dislodge what they think is in his throat. He starts spasming. They put him on the table, and he's just breaking out, like, in agony. And pretty soon, like, he's spasming, freaking out. You see his chest, like, pop. Like, it literally, like, pulses forward. And everybody's kind of... Like like, a bubble comes out of his chest? Kind of. Okay. Um, Everybody is, like, confused and nervous. And he starts screaming louder. And all of a sudden, his t-shirt just stains red. And you see something coming out of his chest... And it bursts through his chest, breaks his ribs. He's dying terribly. Blood gets all over everybody. People scream. And some, you see some kind of little, like, monster pop through his chest. Okay. Um, Everybody is in shock and just, just completely dumbfounded by this because their friend has just died this terrible, awful, painful death. The thing that comes out of his chest like hisses and runs away. And it's just gone somewhere. Is in the it ship. a big thing or is it a no, little thing? It's it's tiny. Um maybe like it might be a foot tall. Okay. Does it look like the does it look like the thing with the head? Yeah. It kind but of But it's a looks, small version. Exactly. It um it looks like a xenomorph, but it's like pink. Is that what those are called? They are. They're okay. called xenomorphs in um in the alien franchise. There's there's different variations. Not important right now, but it scurries off into the ship somewhere, which is like a giant mining vessel and it's dark and there's plenty of places to hide and everybody is just like what the fuck that was terrible what do we do so they wrap up Kane's body and have like a vigil before they jettison him out of the airlock what do you mean they put his body in like the ship's airlock and like 
they might say a few words or um is he in a bubble is he they're just sending his dead body out yes they basically just wrap him in a sheet and send him out into space just like um like pirates would if oh okay if somebody died at sea they'd wrap him up and then throw him overboard yes okay essentially yes then for whatever reason I mean, I understand why they did it. They're like, we have to find this thing. It's it's bad. They split off into groups to essentially kill whatever burst through Kane's chest. There's, of course, like the shots of like tight corridors and people there were seven people right there were there's six now. okay there's six now so were there three groups um maybe okay i'm just curious how the math would work out i'm trying to think like um you said there were groups i don't know that ash ever actually goes and looks i think he mans the comms okay one group is brett parker and ripley and then I think one group is Dallas and Lambert. So there's two groups. Got yes. it. Um, they go and look. They they can't find anything. So there is also actually another crew member who doesn't probably have a job. His name is Jonesy. Jonesy... <laughs> is like an orange tabby cat. <gasps> oh! Jonesy just kind of hangs out and does what Jonesy does. They're splitting up looking and they're like looking in the bowels of the ship for some reason. Um, does Jonesy get eaten? I'm not going to tell you, you right You can now. tell that you're supposed to do that. I can, but Here's I'm not going to do that now. I'm pretty sure that the cat gets eaten. Kate and I are pretty good about this. Actually, that's kind of one of the right. premises. Okay. Is like, if I watch something, I can pretty much call it like yeah. I see it. Like, I'm, that cat's going to get eaten. I'm not going to tell you this right now. Okay. Um, because it, like, builds up to the story beats later. The story eats later? Story beats. Oh. It's like, see? The cat gets eaten. <laughs> For some reason, in the middle of this ship, there is uh, just chains hanging and water dripping, and uh, Harry Dean Stanton gets eaten. He gets killed by the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. The order of who gets killed is like kind of fuzzy to me right now. Um, just right now. It's it's been a little while. No, it's okay. The last time I watched Alien was when I wanted to take you to see it in the theater. Did you go to the theater and see it? I did. I went to the Ponkin. Really? You yeah. went to the Ponkin? It was awesome. Did you love it? They oh, had like so cool. smoke machine and stuff in there, oh, so like the oh, stuff fuck, happened. I really wish. I think I was out of town that weekend. You, I think you went. Yeah, I think yeah. you went home that weekend, mm-hmm. and that's why you couldn't go. Uh, <sighs> I hate it. People start getting picked off. Mm-hmm. And you never really see see the creature, like, directly. It's all... Tail. Quick cuts, tail. Um, its tail has, like, a stabby barb on it. Um, it actually had When it opens its mouth, it has another set of jaws in its mouth that will, like, shoot out and, like, puncture your face. Uh-huh. Dallas decides that... They figure out their the alien is uh like using the ducks of the ship. <laughs> I thought you said ducks. No, duck. <laughs> there are like, no ducks. They're ducks. They're ducks. <laughs> that makes this so much worse. <laughs> I mean, because there was a cat. I didn't know there was a cat. Yeah. I was like, oh, the ducks of the ship. It's like, um, oh, ducks. Dallas decides. To go into the ducts to find this creature. And I'm not exactly sure what 
the tool is used for, it might say it. Um, it's basically a flamethrower. So he crawls through the duct, like ducts of the ship. Quit spitting on my spit guard. Eh, that's what it's there for. And he's looking for this creature. Everybody is like in the bridge on comms with him and they're like tracking his movements. All of a sudden, like he shines his light, the xenomorph goes, uh-huh. and like then you lose track of him. So he's dead. For those listening at home, Billy just did an impression of a turkey. Um, um, actually, I did an exact impression of the <laughs> xenomorph. You detached your extra jaw. Um, when you watch this movie, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sad like that. that that will take you out of the scene. Because I want you to experience the level of dread. Okay. Um, Dallas is dead, so Ripley assumes command of the ship. Yes. So she gets to go into the chamber to talk to Mother. Uh-huh. She asks about it and you basically find out the company that owns the ship Wayland Utani has known about these creatures and they are basically wanting them to bring it back to earth so they can do experiments and have a one up on uh, America different factions of of the space travel. Okay. It's not really explained in the first movie, but mm-hmm. different factions control different areas of space. Um, Wayland Utani is one of or the biggest, like, controller of, dif- like, different areas. So after. Ripley finds this out, she goes and she's talking to Ash. She talks to him for a little bit and she's just like exhausted. Um, I don't think she she might like lay down to take a nap or just rest her eyes. Ash rolls up a magazine and stuffs it in her mouth, trying to suffocate her. Like he's trying to kill Ripley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, This is where you kind of figure out things aren't great in 2179. Um, Ash is basically, like, uh, suffocating Ripley with this magazine. Somebody hits him with a wrench, and his head falls off. This is where you figure out Ash is an android. What? Yeah, Ash isn't a person. So. Oh, I wasn't expecting yeah, that. They're and like actual. Now I'm interested yeah. again. I was getting bored, and now there's a robot. Um, you can tell who's an android, not like by appearance or. Who by, else is an android? By I'm I'm not gonna tell you. Why are you not just tell me? I can't tell you. Yeah, right you can now tell that me right will now. Ruin the movie. It's not like Keep, you're. It's fine. Continue. Yeah, just hang on. Ash's head goes off, and you can tell an android because it has robot insides. It has like mechanical. It has wires and things, but it's blood, and I'm using like air quotes. Mm-hmm. Looks like milk. And it, it was milk. On, okay. On, like, on set. But You're not running the movie. Just tell me. Uh, they find a way to essentially, like, wake up Ash's head. Okay. Uh, and so, after doing, like, uh, android hot wiring, they wake Ash up. And it's just his head. And he's covered in... Like the milk blood and stuff. They start asking him questions. And you find out that Ash knows that, like, the alien is dangerous. The company wants it for whatever reason. 
Uh, and that's why Mother, like, essentially woke them up to investigate the distress call. It's, uh, it's like they, the company wants this creature for their profit. They don't care about mining. Like, they, they care about profits. They don't care about the people who bring them the profits. So they ask Ash, like, how do we kill it? You know, what happens? And he's like, you can't. It's, it's just a thing, and you're probably all gonna die. Stuff happens, and pretty much everybody dies. Except for Ripley. Except for Ripley. Um, are you ready to learn Jonesy's fate? You're not that good at suspense. Just tell me what okay. happened to Jonesy. What do you think happened he to He died. Jonesy? That's what I think happened. So, Jonesy comes... Oh, Jonesy's the cat. Okay, yeah. sorry, I forgot for a second. Jonesy comes face-to-face with, like, the adult xenomorph. Yeah. And it's... Jonesy's, like, walking around, getting ready to go to the escape pod... He stops. The cat? Yeah. The cat knows to go to the escape pod. Well, Ripley's with him. Oh, okay. Uh, They get ready to go to the escape pod. And Jonesy's with him. And all of a sudden, like, there's, again, for some reason, like, water dripping. And it's just, like, an eerie setting. Jonesy, like, stops and hisses. There's the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Jonesy hisses louder. Mm-hmm. Ripley grabs him and hides. Like, mm-hmm. they just hide. Because the xenomorph doesn't have eyes. It hunts by sound. It okay. hunts by, like, scent. Mm-hmm. And they actually end up getting to the escape pod. So, Jonesy lives... You were wrong. Mm-hmm. That might be my favorite part about discussing this movie with you. Is my my that I'm wrong? That you were wrong. I was wrong. Nobody's gonna kill the cat in 1979 except for Milo and Otis. <gasps> too soon. Too soon. I had actually forgot that Milo Otis like yeah they both died. They both died. I that out. I forgot about that. You know, because I haven't blocked that either. I thought yeah. it was just one of those cool animal movies that I watched. Nope. Oh, they both dang. die, and I blocked that shit out from when I was a kid. Mm. So Ripley gets into the escape pod and puts Jonesy in his own, like, cryo sleep chamber. Oh. She starts getting ready, like, to go to sleep herself. And something before she, like, before the door closes happens. And she realizes the xenomorph is there. In the escape pod with it? Yes. Okay. Um, She puts on, like, an emergency spacesuit, like, very slowly, so... Seductively? Not seductively. Oh, okay. It is not seductive at all. Like, it's horrifying. Like, I'm kind of just trying to fill in the plot, like a... I remember some of the references that I would see on TV shows, on movies. Um, the the 70s and 80s were a seductive time. Yeah, this is not seductive. Okay. Like, it's horrifying. She manages to get into, like, a spacesuit with her helmet and the suit boots and everything. And the xenomorph is, like, stalking her. It knows that she's there. So, she eventually gets, for whatever reason, I'm not 100% sure why this is a thing on an interplanetary mining vessel, a harpoon gun. You need those. She shoots it with the harpoon gun and gets it like on the 
escape pod's airlock, like, gets it in the doorway, hits the button, and, like, depressurization happens, and it's, like, holding on. She's hit it with the harpoon gun, and it flies out the window. She cuts the cable or whatever, closes the door, and her and Jonesy are the only survivors of this, like, incident. And she, like, regroups herself as best she can, plots a course for Earth, and goes into the cryo chamber. That is the end of the movie. That's it? That's it. Where's the, uh... Thank you for listening. I might get better. I might not. You'll just have to wait and see.